District of Conservation is sponsored by CFACT. To learn more about the organization, visit www.cfact.org. Welcome to District of Conservation. I am your host, Gabriella Hoffman. Thanks for joining us. We have been on a roll with podcasts this week. Typically, we issue two each week, and we'll return to that schedule shortly. But because it has been such a newsworthy week, I wanted to opine on different issues, present different interviews for you all, and keep you abreast with what is happening in Washington, D.C. and the surrounding area, and also across the country. In today's episode, I'm going to largely focus on House Bill 405, which was introduced by California Democrat Ted Lieu, and I'll talk about the implications that come with that briefly. For many years in the public policy arena, we've had legislators opine on lead, tackle, and bullet bans. There have been many regulators who want to see lead completely dissolved and erased from existence by way of regulation. And you have this greater debate among conservationists and hunters over whether or not lead is opaque, outdated, and unsafe. I want to preface this conversation by saying I personally still think there's a utility to lead bullets and tackle. They're a lot cheaper. They're a lot more accessible for consumers and participants in shooting sports and hunting and even fishing when it comes to lead tackle. I think lead can coexist with alternatives. I think we should encourage that. We shouldn't be dictating to people what is best for them. I think people have to make their own decisions with respect to lead or copper or tungsten usage for bullets and tackle. And I think the government coming in and telling people and dictating to people what they can and cannot do, especially those who don't partake in our sport, Congressman Ted Lieu does not go hunting, likely does not go fishing. I've never seen him partake in any conservation-related activities. Maybe I'm wrong. But you see a lot of these people genuflecting and lecturing us in the sporting community, in the outdoor community, how we have to go about our lifestyle. So I think it's just ingenuous of people like him to tell us what we can and cannot do. But having lawmakers like Ted Lieu want to introduce bills like this should raise some eyebrows for you all. And here is why his new bill is problematic. Here is what House Bill 405 stipulates. And right now there is very limited text on this because it's the new Congress and these will come as they are. But this was introduced in the House Natural Resources Committee on January 21st, 2021. And HR, excuse me, it's House Resolution 405, would require the Secretary of the Interior to prohibit the use of lead ammunition on U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service lands and for other purposes. And once that text becomes available, I'm going to bring that for you here on the podcast. And this is actually not the first time Ted Lieu has put out bills wanting to ban lead from public use. And this actually follows up from a bill he put out last year, H.R. 7547, which reads like this. To require the Secretary of Interior to prohibit the use of lead ammunition on U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service lands and for other purposes. So I believe this is an echoing of this bill that was introduced last session. I didn't see any movement on that. And it was read as the Lead Endangers Animals Daily Act of 2020, hence, hence the LEAD Act. And he cites that in 1991, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service required the use of non-toxic ammunition for waterfowl hunting, which is true. He claims that research has shown that the presence of lead in the environment poses a threat to human and wildlife health. 
And he cites that the EPA has determined lead is toxic to both human and animals and can negatively affect every organ and system in the human body, including heart, bones, intestines, kidneys, and reproductive and nervous system. Lead exposure interferes with the development of the nervous system and is therefore particularly toxic to children, causing potentially permanent learning and behavioral disorders. And they list off a few more reasonings. They're wanting to see non-toxic ammunition instead and that if this were to be enacted this is going off of the lead act and i suspect this is going to be echoed in this house resolution 4052 when those uh, when that summary is made available but what it would do except as provided in subsection c and this is now the lead act i'm going back to this and not later than one year after enactment the secretary acting through the director shall issue final regulations prohibiting the discharge of any firearm using ammunition other than non-lead ammunition certified under subsection b on all lands and waters under the jurisdiction and control of the u.s fish and wildlife service and who backed this last time who was behind this one of the key endorsers of this get this is former U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service Director under President Obama, Dan Ash, who is now the President and CEO of the Association of Zoo and Aquariums. And Dan Ash, as one of his final orders, directed his agency to ban lead tackle and bullets on U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service lands through the purse of the President as one of the midnight orders before President Obama exited office. And when First, Trump Interior Secretary Ryan Zinke took control, took the helms of the agency. His first directive was to undo this. H.R. 405 is largely going to mirror this. You can look at this past bill for the text that I've seen and read for you guys. It's basically the same play by play. And I wouldn't be surprised if this is going to be echoed in House Resolution 405. But like I said, there is precedent for this. They've tried to do this. They've been unsuccessful in doing this. And with Democrats narrowly controlling the House of Representatives, and the U.S. Senate, it'll be really interesting to see if this gets any traction. And I suspect there will be some Democrat opposition to this, especially from more conservative or hunting, shooting sports-heavy states. I would like to be encouraged in seeing that, and I suspect that will be the case. Also, in the Senate, with it being 50-50, it's going to be very hard to get legislation passed, even though there is a Democrat president now. So in terms of its like likelihood of passing it still will be very hard to climb, and I think there will be some Democrat opposition to this as well. But these efforts are not new. These have been going on for the past decade. There's the debate over whether or not alternatives to lead should be used or not. This has been discussed since the 1970s and 1980s. California was one of the first states to issue a ban on all lead ammunition and heavily pushed towards copper and tungsten alternatives. So we're seeing states that have a difficult time promoting hunting, pushing this. And like I had mentioned earlier, conservationists are probably very divided on this, but you see most of the leading organizations, NSSF and some others kind of push back on these lead bands and saying, you know, if you want to offer choice, you can weigh the ballistics, you can weigh the benefits and the costs, you can weigh the economic input. In certain types of hunting already, there are already non-toxic ammunition encouraged. Like I'd mentioned in waterfowl, that's the case. If different state wildlife agencies want to do that and they root it in science, that's perfectly fine. But I think you're going to find most state wildlife agencies opposing this and you're going to find most hunting and shooting sports organization opposing this because it denies people choice. Also with talk of Further regulation on ammunition purchases, we see bills from Sheila Jackson Lee and other anti-gun Democrats 
being considered, this is going to have huge ramifications on conservation funding because guns and ammunition, ammunition included, obviously, the excise taxes collected on that go back to conservation monies. And lead is known to be a little more affordable. People like using lead ballistic speaking wise because it's a easier kill shot, more humane kill shot. There's a greater debate over whether or not copper and tungsten have that same effect if it renders the same humane kill shot or if it's as useful. And I'm going to try to bring on someone who is an ammunition expert to talk about this. Maybe we'll have federal premium or someone of that caliber come on to talk about this because I think it's important to discuss this and kind of the greater nuances that come with this. But I think mandating this from the federal level has a lot of harmful consequences. Pricing people out of the activity it's going to make it more expensive because it already is expensive to go hunting. And with plans being outlined for further gun regulation, despite the fact that the public doesn't want it, I suspect they're going to make gun ownership and ammunition a lot harder to obtain when there's already a shortage. So there's so many obstacles right now to getting guns and getting ammunition because the demand in the market is so high. There's a lot of shortages. And if you add this type of resolution and 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 have that be another obstacle it's going to make people withdrawn from the activity further i think that's one of the takeaways from this we can debate whether or not it's safer we can debate whether or not it's the preferred method but i think you should think of it as it's another obstacle to people to going hunting for people to practice safe target and marksman shooting and you can kind of look at it like hunting bans. When you incrementally ban one thing, it's going to lead to a ban of another. So this creates precedent to give an inch to gun control interests, to anti-hunting interests. And I would caution anyone out there in the sporting community with championing this because it's going to have a lot of repercussions. You're going to face a lot of blowback. It's going to make the sports, the activity a lot more costly, and it's going to create further obstacles for people to partake in this. After all the gains we've made pre-COVID with more people taking, uh, during COVID with more interest in shooting sports, more interest in going into the field. So I am wholly opposed to 405, House Resolution 405, and I hope this kind of makes a good case for opposition to that. But like I said, I really want to bring on an ammunition expert. If you are one listening to the podcast and you have an interest to speak about this, about the differences, about the nuances, about whether or not lead is as bad as the opponents say that it is, whether or not people have to transition to alternatives, if the impacts to the environment and health are overstated or exaggerated. I really want someone to come on and talk about this. So if you know someone, you can nominate someone or nominate yourself if you're in this sector. But I think denying people choice, especially if it's still legal and ethical, goes against conservation, goes against freedom in this country. If this does pass out of committee, I I want to encourage you guys to reach out to members on the House Natural Resources Committee and then members at large if this does go to a full house vote to encourage no on 405. Tell me what you think of this episode if I was off target, on mark. Is it finally time to say goodbye to lead bullets and lead tackle? Or can they still coexist with alternatives like tungsten and copper? I would love your feedback. I would love to hear what you have to think on this. And like I had mentioned on the show, I will do my best to get on some experts. I would love to speak to people from Federal Premium or Hornady or similar companies to 
kind of weigh in on this issue and to explain the benefits, the cost of traditional versus alternative. And we're going to do our best to have that conversation. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to never miss a beat nor a guest announcement. If you have Apple Podcasts, which is 60% of our listenership, go leave some reviews for us and hit the subscribe button if you can. And if you listen elsewhere and have the ability to leave reviews, send us your feedback there as well. If you've listened to the end of the show today and you really, really want to find out my guest for Friday, I am talking with Congresswoman Yvette Harrell of New Mexico's 2nd Congressional District. This was really fun, a great opportunity. I spoke with her yesterday, and you're going to see the full-length video interview on my YouTube channel and a profile at townhall.com. But with respect to natural resources and her feelings on that, you can find that here on the podcast at midnight Friday tonight. Stay tuned for that, and stay tuned for some more exciting guests Republican lawmakers and people from trade associations. I have people from trade associations in the energy sector wanting to talk to me about their concerns about President Biden's executive orders. And these are bipartisan trade associations. So we're going to have a lot of interesting conversations going forward. You guys don't want to miss it.